This is Cosette's Randy Earl with another question from Chris. Chris came to visit the Zen Center one time and we had a little private session. And his question is this, as we were sitting and meditating back in the fall, why does the person leading the session not use words like a minister does in a church service to guide one? I remember a bell being rung to end and start a new session, but why not verbalize it? Would your words not be close to describing what the other person was experiencing? Meaning that there's no way to describe someone else's inner thoughts or non-thoughts. I remember that I was not to think on what I was thinking, so to speak. So words were not necessary when I was sitting or when I was walking. Does that make sense? Sometimes words in church are too much to absorb or understand, rendering the message messageless. That was the question. So now, before I answer, before I start talking, let me ask you, the listener, to go on a little guided meditation with me. Please sit comfortably, close your eyes, let go of whatever is occupying your mind right now, breathe deeply, and then let your breath relax to its natural pace, and let yourself envision the following. You are in a soft, warm place. You are comfortable, relaxed. You are not thinking, you are just enjoying the comfortable feeling. Softly, in the distance, you notice a soft, simple ring of a small bell every few seconds. It gently gets louder, calling you to awareness. You wake up and realize that you have been sleeping at the Zen Center where you have come for a meditation retreat and it must be 5.45 a.m. because the bell is being rung by a resident monk as he gently walks the hallways to wake up residents and retreatants for morning meditation. You get out of your sleeping bag, get dressed, and go into the hallway, which is gently lit by flickering candlelight. You may go to brush your teeth, wash your face, or relieve yourself in the candlelit bathroom. You then go to the kitchen to get some tea or coffee, greeting others you meet there silently with a simple smile and nod. You sit down together, each taking a sip once in a while, in silence. After enjoying this calm camaraderie for a while, you hear the clack of a wooden mallet on a solid piece of wood. Clack. A few seconds later it comes again. Clack. It keeps coming, like a giant slow-motion woodpecker in a sequence that starts hard and slow then progressively comes softer and faster pauses and then repeats it is 6:20 a.m. this is the call to meditation the notice that meditators should assemble in the meditation hall quickly everyone gets up puts away their cups and proceeds silently to the barely lit meditation hall they bow at the entrance, enter, find an empty spot, fluff their cushion, and sit down. You join them. You find a place on the meditation bench facing the wall. You have wrapped a blanket around your shoulders and knees against the winter morning's chill. You are wrapped in a little cocoon of warmth where you settle into a comfortable meditation position. The zendo is barely lit. The only sounds are those of people gently settling in just as you are.
After a few minutes, after everyone is settled, you hear the sound of another bell, a little deeper in tone than the one that woke you. You hear it again, and again, three times in all. With no other sound in the room, this sound calls to your awareness. It centers you. It tells you the meditation period has begun. You sit there comfortably, the bell still ringing in your ear. Is that faint harmonic still real, or is it just a memory of the bell? Does it matter? You sit there, awake and alert, but calm, quiet. You focus your awareness on your breath. It is regular, slow. The entire building is still, quiet. There may be a dozen people in the room with you, but it is so still and quiet that you can feel the gentle rhythm of your heartbeat ever so gently rocking you back and forth. You have had nothing to absorb your attention yet. No radio, no television, no newspaper or conversation. Your mind is awake, but idling. Some thoughts arise, but you find it easy to let them go in the pre-dawn twilight. You find you are so calm that you notice the slightest sensory input, the soft fragrance of incense, the sounds of the occasional car on the street. As time passes and the sun rises, the zendo slowly gets lighter, the birds start singing outside. You notice this, but that's not quite right. You don't note it, don't label it. It's more like the birds, the incense, the light, Everything is there, except you. You've taken out the middleman who has to think about and label everything. It is so peaceful just being there. Suddenly the bell rings. In the silence just the moment before, it penetrates right through you. How amazing that sound is. There it is again. Two rings. Oh yes. That means it's time to get up for walking meditation. Has it been 40 minutes already? Do I have to get up? I'm so comfortable here. I do get up. The floor is cool under my bare feet as I stand in front of my cushion. It is somewhat brighter, but still dimly lit in the zendo. A sharp, sudden clack, and another one. We all bow. We start kinhin walking meditation. Oh, it feels good to stretch my legs. They were starting to go to sleep and are happy for a little exercise. And there is a person in front of me. Who is that? What are they wearing? When did I see them last? Oh, it's easy to get distracted. Not like when I was sitting. What do I do now? Oh yes, walk with my breath. Focus on my steps. Feel every little muscle as they perform the magic of balancing this big body of mine. Amazing. We are all walking around, almost as silently as we were sitting. It feels good. Breathe. Step. Breathe. Step. Yes. Another sharp clack. Oh, now it's time to go back to our cushions. The walking was good, but it feels good to settle back on the cushion. I'm warmer now. I don't need the blanket. 
It's easy to settle back into position. Hmm, yes, there is the bell again. Three rings. The meditation period begins. The traffic noises in the distance are starting to pick up, but the bell... The bell simply highlights our intentional silence here. Only the bell is allowed to intrude. The second meditation is much like the first. Calm, quiet, gently rocking to my pulse. The zendo starts to wake like everything else. I hear faint noises of breakfast being prepared in the kitchen. I wonder what we'll have. I hope it's not miso soup again. The leftovers. But why disturb this peace with thoughts like that? It's so easy to sit here and breathe. A big, soft, but deep, resounding ring shoots through me. This meditation period is over. The huge bell has been rung. Has it really been another 40 minutes? An hour and a half since I entered this room? Where did that time go? Oh well, I'm hungry, ready for breakfast. We stand and bow. The doshi greets us, the first words of the day. We smile and bow in return. The morning meditation is over, time for breakfast. So this is the end of the guided meditation. Please open your eyes and come back to your awareness. I realize in my, that in my amateurish effort I changed voice halfway through the little story from you to I. I apologize for that. But now let's start talking. Think about that image. I hope you found it peaceful. I certainly tried to convey the peace I feel when I go on retreat. The dawn meditation is my absolute favorite of the day. Now please think about what that experience would have been like if you had done the following before meditation. If you had checked your iPhone for messages or news or weather, chatted with everyone in the kitchen, perhaps turned on radio, TV, or looked at a newspaper. If you had called your family to check in on them before the day started. If someone had come into the kitchen and said, okay, it's that time again, instead of the, the wooden signal. If inside the Zendo they started by saying, are there any newcomers here? Then there was, and so someone had to explain a lot of things to the newcomer that you already knew. And if the person telling you these things was, you know, had kind of a harsh grating voice, a gravelly voice or something that otherwise you just don't find pleasant. How would the experience have been different? How many more thoughts would have been racing through your mind after all that stimulation? How much harder would it have been to simply be in harmony with the birds, the light, the incense, the feeling of your butt on the cushion, on your breath? That's why the signaling is nonverbal, why meditation retreats are held in silence as much as possible, to make it as easy as possible to be instead of thinking about being so as to not load you up with lots of extra junk to process. The reason for that is another topic in itself, to allow ourselves to get beyond our ego, to open ourselves to everything else, to let the clouds of ego delusion dissipate so the sun behind can shine. But I won't digress here.
Just as you mentioned in the question, everyone's experience is different. Nobody could express what anyone else is feeling. Not only that, we don't want to contaminate their feeling with our own. We want them to be free to experience their own being. I loved that you said, sometimes words in church are too much to absorb or understand, rendering the message messageless. You really do answer your own questions. That is a very Zen perspective. Words are unreliable. We want to get beyond words to direct experience. Now to be clear, we do talk sometimes in the Zendo. We chant sutras, which is like reading scripture passages. We recite gathas, which is like saying prayers. And sometimes the teacher gives what are called dharma talks, which is basically a Zen sermon. However, we very clearly distinguish between when it is time to talk and when it is not. In the Zen perspective, what makes the talking time more meaningful and also makes it easier to process and absorb what is said is the silence. Without having to filter out a bunch of useless chatter in the process. So. I hope this came close to answering your question, but perhaps instead of relying upon words, perhaps I should just ring a bell. <laughs>